What is going on, crafters? Welcome back to another episode of Dig Straight Down with me, your host, Rebel JC. If this is your first time tuning into the show, I want to welcome you here. This is a podcast and it's all about Minecraft updates, whether those are updates that are actually coming to the game or these are just speculations and theories and wish lists that we have for Minecraft updates as a community. If either of those two aspects of this subject are interesting to you at all, you are in the right place, and I'm glad you dropped by. Well, guys, as I'm recording this, it is a very, very cold, very, very icy, snowy day, which is crazy for where I live in the world, in the southern United States. We don't really see very much snow, usually. Um, Generally only happens once every two years, once every year kind of thing. Um, and it doesn't happen, you know, when it, when it happens, it's not a whole lot. So, uh, we will see how much actually accumulates on the ground. I think my kids would love to play in it and, and, and have enough to actually do something with it. Um, but here it just generally turns to a icy, muddy sludge, which is why I hate winter. (laughs) And on top of that, I'm getting a little bit, I'm having a few cold symptoms, Um, a little bit of a scratchy throat, a little bit of a runny nose, that kind of thing. Uh, But uh, hopefully, guys, I hope no matter where you are, the kind of weather you're um, having, whatever, whatever's going on, I hope that you're doing great and enjoying your winter. And if you're on the Southern Hemisphere, if you're one of the lovely Australians or New Zealandites or somebody on the other side of the planet um, who's experiencing summer right now, I am just very jealous of you. (laughs) All right, so uh, without any further ado, let's get into the Q&A segment. It's the segment in which I turn the spotlight onto you guys, the audience, in the form of a question, because I want to know what you think. And the question that I asked you guys a few episodes ago was, what features of other video games do you think would be great to have in Minecraft? Doc says, dodging. It's in so many games, so why not Minecraft? Yeah, I like that. As someone who's really, really um, prone to getting hit, <laughs> and, I, and I ha- I'm just not a very good uh, player when it comes to combat, uh, yeah, dodging would be really handy for me personally. Party Rat says, I really like the way that you can have rings that boost you or give you different abilities in Stardew Valley and would love to see it in Minecraft. Yeah, we've talked about magic rings before. That's a a popular idea that a lot of people would like to see. Ryan says, I think being able to jump higher would be cool. For example, an item that allows you to jump, maybe even climb over ledges. For example, a grappling hook, but not too OP. Yes, the classic grappling hook. Lots of people would love to see that. This person likes chickens forever says some sort of way to play soccer. Clears throat, (coughs) armadillo. (coughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, yes. It's time to introduce the world of um, the sport of armadillo ball into Minecraft. (laughs) Uh, Let's just do it. I mean, I don't think that a kid is going to pick up an armadillo and actually throw it. So they don't have to worry about teaching kids that, hey, you don't have to do this to armadillos. People already know that. Okay, let's just let's just have fun in this video game. (laughs) Spencer says in other games. Different food items affect your stats in different ways instead of just giving you a different amount of saturation. This could create a far more balanced food system. And a food update is something that lots of people want to see. And um, I just honestly, I have zero clue of how they would even implement such a thing. Um, But it's a cool idea to speculate on and to explore. 
Jade Singh says, I feel that Minecraft is a great game by itself, and I don't think that it needs any features from other video games. And I applaud that. I, I agree with you. It doesn't need any other features from other games. I do think that other games handle certain things very, very well. Um, for instance, um, No Man's Sky, a game that I've played quite a lot, handles exploration very, very well. And I would like to see something like that come to Minecraft where exploration is more of a fun feature of the game and not just a chore that you have to do. Um, so I do think that there's lessons that Mojang could learn from other video games, but yes, I don't think it is necessary. So great point. Silas says, I think the cooking function from the new Zelda games would be a great addition to the game. Like in Zelda, foods that grow with special abilities would be great as well. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Kirby says, fusing from The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. And that would be very interesting to see come to Minecraft. That feels like that would be more of a mod, but a very fun mod. Absolutely. Sarah says, dashing to, grow, to go quicker. And honestly, a lot of the movement type stuff from other video games would be great to have in Minecraft. I, I agree with that. Clam says sliding would be cool because you would get through one block spaces, maybe. Again, another movement one. I like that. Pizza says, I feel like Minecraft would benefit greatly from a story mode, or better yet, multiple storylines that can be followed, collecting items, defeating structures, and saving villages for special rewards. I, I think you would enjoy a game called Minecraft Legends. <laughs> um... Coleman says magic carpets like the ones in Terraria. Now, having not played Terraria, that sounds intriguing. <laughs> uh, I've never played Terraria, and I know that's sort of like um, the other Minecraft in the world. Um, but flying carpets, magic carpets, I'm imagining these are flying. Uh, that would be kind of cool. So great ideas, guys. And if you want your ideas to be read out on an upcoming episode, go to this episode on Spotify, interact with the Q&A post there, and I will do my best to read out as many of those as I can in a future episode. All right, guys, before we get into the main discussion, I want to remind you that the Discord for this community is wide open and ready for you to walk through the door and start chatting away with other members of the community. There are a good many people already joined up, and we are just ready, waiting for you to also join. So the link to the Discord is in the show notes of this episode. Just go ahead and click on it and join up. Don't feel under pressure, you know, to go ahead and start chatting or anything, but just to, to, to lurk around a little bit to see what's going on with other people, I think would be really, really fun. And who knows, you might find uh, something fun for yourself to do on the Discord uh, in the form of maybe collaborating with people on a one block challenge perhaps. Um, and who knows what else will come to the Discord in the future. So uh, hop on over to the Discord and join up. 
Can't wait to see you there. And for the One Block Challenge, you have until Wednesday this week to send me your idea for the One Block Challenge. The theme for this week is respawning. So any block that has something to do with respawning. If you need a refresher on the details, the details are in the show notes. Just go check them out and uh, send me your idea. You can send me your idea through email if you would like, but I would prefer if you jumped onto the Discord and sent it to me through the Discord channel there. Either way, if you want to send it to me through the email, that's totally Totally fine. And guys, we are like 10 subs away as of the recording of this episode, 10 subscribers away from me hitting 500 subscribers on my YouTube channel. I'm still editing my my, my latest video. It it's, has yet to come out. I haven't really had time to sit down and really edit it just yet, um, but it's coming out soon and it's going to take us off on a, a journey, a story, and I can't wait for you guys to hop on over there and enjoy what I have in store for you, but you can't do that unless you're subscribed. So hop on over to YouTube, uh, do a quick search for Rebel JC, and make sure you are subscribed. Let's try to get to 500 subscribers by the end of this month. That would just make my month absolutely amazing. So thank you guys if you've already subscribed, and if you haven't, go ahead. All right, without any further ado, let's get into the main discussion of this episode, and this is inspired by two things. One, um, a podcast that I listen to uh, by a couple of great Minecrafters, Minor Thoughts and The Troge. Um, this podcast is called The Lab, and it's a Minecraft podcast just like this one. Um, they talk about a wide variety of things, and uh, it really inspired me. Uh, paired up also with a tweet from friend of this show, High Hopes. He tweeted uh, concerning this episode that they um, published as well. Uh, part of the episode that they um, they talked about uh, was wolf armor and some particular concerns that they had about how you acquire wolf armor in the game, and I thought it was going to make for a great discussion for this episode. So let's get into it. Um, on the lab, they were talking about um, the way you craft wolf armor uh, you have to get the scoots from the armadillo. And the way that you do that is by taking your brush that you would use on archaeology blocks and brushing the scoot off of the armadillo. Their issue with this was there there is nothing in the game that would give you any clue that this is the way you're supposed to do it. And I totally agree with them. This is such a, to, to use a long word, esoteric way of getting... Um, Get getting scoots in Minecraft. Like who would who would have ever come to that conclusion? Um, and in in the the argument of you know, well, you have to do some experiments. You just have to do random things in the world to learn. Well, that's a really random thing is to take the brush that you use for archaeology and use it on a mob. Like why would you ever do that? It doesn't make sense. And so I totally agree with their point that it's it just seems counterintuitive that uh, Mojang would not give you any sort of clue or hint as to how to do this. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Now, my buddy High Hopes uh, tweeted about this, and he um, he sort of, you know, he was exploring this issue, and I thought he did a very good job. I mean, he brought up the fact that uh, the community uh, traditionally in Minecraft, the online community um, around Minecraft, generally acts as the guide for these kinds of things, for these little scraps of knowledge. Um, when it came to once upon a time before we had ruined nether portals, uh, there was no way to know that you could do this. Uh, you could build a door to the nether, except if you had talked to someone else who had also done that. Um, so there was a reliance on other people who were also playing the game. And I have to be fair here. That is one of the reasons why the community is so great today. Um, that the community is so big, the community is so dynamic, it's because you had a lot of people who had to come together and help each other play the game. Um, but I, I, where I fall on this issue is that um, I, I feel as if Mojang or Minecraft bears the responsibility to act as a guide for these intended features in the game, for this intended gameplay. So like I brought up with the nether portal, there are other intended game mechanics um, that can be completely missed. I brought up the nether portal being one of them. Uh, one other very significant one is the wither. So being able to put together the wither, there's no clue in the game, no obvious clue in the game of how to put the wither together. Um, there is a very subtle hint on chiseled sandstone, but most of the time you're not paying attention to that kind of thing. And even if you were, you saw the outline of the wither on the chiseled sandstone, it's not telling you how to build it, it's just telling you the general shape that it's in. So, again, there's this reliance on other people who somehow happen to learn how to do this thing, and then it becomes common knowledge in the community. And obviously there is a value in that, but should we, should that be the case? Is that right that that is the case? And I would contend that it is not right that it, that is the case, that there are some things that Minecraft should have in its game design that do lead you to these intended features a little bit more explicitly than they do already. And here are a few of my reasons why. I did lay these out um, in my response to High Hope's tweet, and uh, I, I thought maybe th this is sort of how I land on the subject. Um, for one thing, a young player, uh, and, and honestly, Minecraft's player base is very largely young, um, really should not get on the internet and just go to random people asking how to play Minecraft. The internet's not a safe place for a young child. And to assume that a young child has a um, involved parent who's going with them and and um, you know being responsible that that's a, that's that you I mean we should assume that certainly but that's kind of a dangerous assumption because what if they're not and so when we drive young players into the internet so that they can learn how to play a game that that's just that's not it doesn't sit well with me particularly with me as a as a parent now as a father to kids who like Minecraft. I don't want them to, you know, go on the internet looking up, you know, how to do things in the game that are intended gameplay. I understand that certain things are not, and we'll talk about those. But things like how to build a wither, that's intended gameplay. It's actually quite important to the game. Um, and so the fact that you have to go on the internet and ask someone how to do it, 
it kind of seems like a weakness in Minecraft's uh, game development. And so I, that's why I, one of the reasons why I contend that um, that Minecraft should do a little bit better job of guiding the player. By the way, if you're hearing some weird uh, tapping noises in the background, that is uh, the snow falling on the roof and the, the sleet falling on the roof. So uh, it's not static, it's, it's the weather. <laughs> so just bear with me. Um, and for the argument that uh, Minecraft's community really, the, the way that it is, is because of this uh, reliance on the community to learn how to play the game, I would counter that other games uh, that have explicit in-game instructions, literally words in paragraphs that tell you how to play the game, have equally engaging communities. I mean, we have uh, games like Stardew Valley. We have games like um, Fortnite. We have games like Valorant. We, there's a lot of games out there that have very engaged, involved communities that are vibrant and living um, that uh, the game that they're built around has explicit instructions. So I don't think that adding more explicit instructions to Minecraft would deal any sort of blow to the community or transform it in any sort of negative way. Another point is that if a feature is part of intended gameplay in Minecraft, I believe that the game bears the responsibility to at least point the way. And we see this in the form of the Ruined Portal. And I applaud Mojang for adding the Ruined Portal because, again, there was no way for us to know how to build the portal unless we saw somebody do it on a YouTube video. Um, so them doing that and adding the Ruined Portal tells me that they see the problem as well for some of these features. Um, but if it's a part of intended gameplay, especially, you're just leaving it up to chance that your player is going to know, hey, I want to get on the internet and look this up to, in order to play the game. Otherwise, this player is just going to throw down their controller or uh, <laughs> walk away through the, from the computer frustrated that they don't seem to be making any progress in the game. So having this sort of like hidden knowledge that you have to come out of the game to learn how to play the game uh, just doesn't seem right to me. So intended gameplay, for example, like what uh, Minor Thoughts and the Troge were talking about on the lab, like dog armor, um, nether portals, things like that um, are different than non-intended gameplay features which are not really features, they're just discovered uh, features that the community found, like iron farms and flying machines and any sort of mob farm, really. Those are not intended for you to do. They were not designed in the game with the intent that you would do it. This was something that the community found out on its own. And so there's a big difference between those two things. So even if Minecraft laid out a detailed instruction sheet for every intended feature within its game, there would be so much more knowledge still for the community to pass on in the form of non-intended gameplay mechanics um, or non-intended gameplay um, features like flying machines and, and like uh, gassed farms and things like that. So I don't think that there's any reason to fear that the community would um, somehow shrivel up and die or have any sort of negative effect if all of a sudden the game itself was bearing the responsibility for teaching people how to play it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Now, how could this be done? Um, I personally don't think it should be very explicit. I like the ruined portal idea. That is the way that I would like to see this happen. And so more things like that, maybe uh, finding an incomplete wither in another fortress, like I had somebody um, suggest to me previously in how to uh, improve the nether fortress. Um, maybe things like that need to be more common in the world of Minecraft. Also think of things like the recipe book and uh, the advancements or the achievements. And those are things that give you a few more explicit hints on how to do things in the game. And I feel like that would be a great place to find um, a new uh, level of instruction for how to do certain things. Say you get, um, say for instance, imagine if the ruined portals did not exist, uh, you pick up obsidian, and then all of a sudden you get something in your achievement uh, or in your advancement. You get, um, what's the, the ice bucket challenge? You get the ice bucket challenge. And uh, you click on that, and it's uh, there's a few more detailed things. It's like, try building a frame with this and playing around with it and seeing what it does. You know, some like clever little hints that don't tell you exactly what's going to happen, but just encouraging you, hey, this new block has something hiding behind it. I wonder what it could be. Maybe you should do some experiments. Um, things like that would be great. And so that's really what I would like to see come to Minecraft. Not explicit instructions, but creative hints, playful ways of guiding the player into the right direction and then letting them experiment. Um, because there's a lot of ways, there's a lot of features that the player would have no idea that they would have to experiment to discover them. And so I like this, this way of, of doing it. I feel like Mojang needs to look at this and, um, and fix this. Uh, of course, the community obviously can continue to be the place where players go to learn how to play the game, and that's fine. But if we have to choose between the two, I'm on the side of uh, Minecraft bearing that responsibility and playing that role. Well, guys, that'll bring us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Send me your questions, your comments, and your ideas to digstraightdowncast at gmail.com. The music featured on this podcast was created by Miles Roxalot, and I have been your host, Rebel JC. Until next episode, everybody, keep digging straight down. I'll see you at Bedrock.